look you you have you have no idea you have no <laughs> you you think you know but you have no idea it's not a bird it's not a plane it's superhero slate it's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great like movies tv superheroes it's superhero slate Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we're getting psyched for Captain Marvel's trailer, aren't we, Mike? <sighs> Finally. We get Maybe s- this will break the internet. We, I, don't, I don't think it will, but at least we have something to look forward to. I mean, mm-hmm. I'd rather have that than nothing. Uh, with Henry Cavill maybe leaving Superman's role, we wonder who's left in DC at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Uh, will the Titans make a sign up for the DC Universe? And more. I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, it's we're, we're post uh, made up holiday Batman Day. Uh, <laughs> recording a little bit earlier uh, for both of us. You're still technically in the afternoon. I'm over here still in the AM. But man, you're over there. You're hot on the mic. You're you're on this. Uh, maybe we need to be doing this uh, more often. You seem to be more alert, awake uh, <laughs> uh, this early in the day. I'm just getting my day going. Yeah, like, uh, digesting breakfast burritos as we speak. Oh well, yeah. I mean, well, I've I've recently just had. You ever had raisin canes chicken for lunch? Oh my gosh, I've I've heard I've heard a lot about raisin canes, but only from one specific friend that we have who came out. Um, no, not came out. We we I think we uh, were hanging out with him at a, like a wedding, and he was just like, "Oh man, there's like this chicken finger place called Raisin Canes. It's great. They have all these like dipping sauces and stuff. There's like a a bread." And I was just like, "Oh man, you're describing the perfect restaurant to me because I'm sure there's some sort of a think piece out there with uh, millennials loving chicken fingers, but uh-huh. we love them. We millennials love chicken fingers. We are not <laughs> killing the chicken finger industry. That is for sure. That that is true. So like, there's a couple out here in the L.A. area, but not really L.A. proper just kind of like on the outskirts of like the county so if i wanted to go to one i would really have to go out of my way to go to a specific fast food restaurant so i haven't gotten myself Mm. to that level yet but i've seen pictures i've looked at the places on yelp and those look like some damn good chicken fingers what i like about their their food is delicious but they don't have a lot of options like you're not picking sides you're not choosing all this other stuff like they have they have chicken fingers they have they're Texas toast and they have French fries. And then, like, mm. the biggest decision you're making is the sauce. Oh, so, my like, God. You're basically describing the chicken strip basket from DQ, which is, like, the only hot food I've ever bought from Dairy Queen was the chicken strip basket. Oh, this will put that to shame. Like, <laughs> this will make Dairy Queen, you know, I don't know I don't know what metaphor I'm going to use, but they, they can't hold <laughs> up to this. Um but we, we, I had that for lunch. So, I mean, you're having breakfast burrito. I'm having raising canes. I've had, I have my, my cup here. Uh, they have Coke Zero, Mike. It's one of my favorite drinks in the world. But, um, you are a court Coke Zero boy, that's for sure. Uh, raising canes. Uh, we should uh, forward should them this us. podcast <laughs> yeah. in the classic email format. And uh, maybe they'll sponsor the podcast. I'll, I'll timestamp it for them. Like, look, wasn't this a great ad that you didn't pay for? Let's... I. I would chill for any company that makes chicken fingers, so yeah. just putting that out there in the world. I'm, yeah, I'm coming up on like an hour until lunchtime, so this is going to be swirling around in my brain. Yeah, no, that's fine. But in the meantime, um, right now, I actually have a four terabyte hard drive Ooh. that I'm transferring a bunch of media to that I can consume for like the rest of my life pretty much. Uh, <laughs> 
Because is this because you're hearing about the iTunes news in Canada? Have you heard about this? Have I've heard not heard about. Heard this, about Chris? I've not heard about this. Go on, there, Jay Leno. Tell me about this. <laughs> there's a there's this uh, slightly viral tweet earlier this week that totally got overshadowed by um, Apple's like you know new iPhone announcement, which really wasn't that exciting. But it really this was wasn't. also tangential Apple news that just got you know swallowed in that news uh, cycle. So this dude up in Canada purchased um, a couple of movies uh, off of iTunes through the Canadian iTunes store. And it goes, so he goes, like, log in to watch one of these movies, and he notices that the movies are missing. So he's like, well, you know, what's going on here? So he reaches out to uh, Apple uh, customer service, and they're just like, oh, we don't know what to tell you, but those uh, companies decided to remove their movies from our library, so... There's nothing we can really do about it. We're just kind of a storefront. We're not really selling you the movies. We're just facilitating the transaction. So your movies are gone, but here's a couple free rentals that you can have. So it's really kind of uh, worrisome out there because if you have like a big digital library like on iTunes, you think you own these movies because that is the polar opposite of renting. You're not just previewing them. You think you own them digitally. Of course, there's rights management and stuff. You can't copy them and stuff, but you think just you have them in perpetuity to watch. But no, in Canada, they can just disappear if the studio doesn't want to have them anymore. So now people are getting, they're getting a little nervous about online digital libraries. So having that hard drive of media is maybe not the worst idea, Chris. I mean, I, I wouldn't say people are worried about this. Uh, if it was worried, I would have probably heard about it because hey, I've been on There these... was enough, there was enough retweets that uh, I'm sure, I'm sure there's the, the, somebody at Apple that was worried the about The dozen until... people on Twitter right now, I'm sure retweeted it several times. So no, um, <laughs> Well, no, I just, I mean, so, I mean, I'm more of a, again, local, local server kind of person is, is what I am. Like, I, I like where I can just, you know, if my, if my unplug my router, I still want to be able to like serve things up locally. So I just have a hard, a four terabyte hard drive, which is probably going to have like three terabytes, you know, full by the time two hours is said and done here. So, um, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm doing. Um, and I also, uh, 100%ed a video game, which we'll talk about later as well. Ooh. 100 percent that's fun yes uh pretty excited about that mike what have you been up to this week well this is a we haven't uh, really talked so that's this, why i'm kind of concerned this is a very firm uh bojack household so a new season of bojack horseman dropped on netflix which uh consistently gets rated at least uh in the top five if not number one for all netflix originals so if you're out there and you haven't watched bojack yet it's just a great hilarious funny show and now that they really got their feet sunk into like Netflix, they're like into season five. Over the last couple seasons, they've done some really, really creative type of episodes uh, just for uh, animation. You'd think it'd just be like something uh, slappy and goofy, uh, but no, they're doing some really creative storytelling where like they're telling like the stories through like just two people meeting up at dinner, but they're not main characters. I can't really explain it without spoiling it, but. Uh, some great stuff out there with BoJack, so uh, go, go watch that. But, um, I mean, is this when we're going to do our uh, Spider-Man check-in, or are we going to do that a little bit later in the episode? We're going to do, course... do a little bit later. We're going to do a little bit later. Because basically, whenever I'm not watching or streaming something, uh, I, I'm playing Spider-Man. Uh, because I also picked up a show on uh, Amazon. I think it's technically a Showtime show, so it's not really streaming unless you pay for it. But we paid twenty dollars, so now we technically own the first season of. You you have licensed that. Anything <laughs> yeah. you've learned this week, you are licensing yeah, we've it. We've licensed not, the it. first uh, season of the show called Killing Eve, 
which is this really awesome show that I didn't know was based on like a book, but in the opening credits, you can see like the based on tagline down in the corner. So I don't want to tell anybody anything else about the show because it's fun going into it, not knowing anything, but Killing Eve stars um, Sandra Oh, which you might be familiar with if you watch Grey's Anatomy. She was like, you know, I do. She was the main character's uh, best friend for a while on the show. So she stars in this, and there's another great uh, uh, antagonist in the show. I won't go any further than that, but so far it's only eight episodes. I don't know if there's going to be second seasons or not, but go check out Killing Eve, uh, watch BoJack Horseman, and, of course, listen to Superhero Slate. Chris, what have you been up to? I mean, that that was really about it, just transferring this stuff over. It's been, it's been one of those <laughs> – I played a lot of video games yesterday, and uh, that was really about it. Didn't didn't do a whole lot. Just needed to unwind. Works had me, on, like, on edge, like – stressed out so i was like i just need to go play video games i did buy uh, no i did i bought a bunch of vr games didn't i Um, yeah you did this week and uh so i've been playing a little bit of those uh the best one by far mike if you get a playstation vr or if anyone gets a playstation vr once a game recommendation is one called super hot yes i've heard of that game um i there's a console version and a vr version they do not play the same at all they're entirely different games they do the same thing, but they, basically the game is time moves when you move. So you're, like, dodging bullets or, like, throwing things at, at enemies and stuff like that. So you have to, like, move around quite a bit. It makes you feel a little uh, little out of shape when you're done because there's a lot of movement, <laughs> but it's really, really fun. It's a really good game. Have, um, you, heard, have you heard of Firewall Zero? Yeah, yeah, I have. Um, that's I don't think that's a VR game, though. I I, th- I think you can play it in VR because uh, occasionally I visit the PSVR subreddit just to kind of see what's uh, going on out oh, there I'm, in the world. I'm, like, I'm sub. I'm sub. For, <laughs> of, yeah, uh, just over the last couple of days, I don't know if it's a new game that just dropped, but everybody is talking about this Firewall game. I don't really know anything about it. Oh, I, I, no, I'm sorry. I was thinking Firewatch. Firewall Zero Hour, yes. Um, I've not played it, but it is essentially a 4v4 shooter game. That you can yeah. use the gun controller for. Yeah, it seems to be. It seems to look like a kind of like a military shooter. But I saw some uh, testimonials where some people were like, "Oh, it's really cool because you know you can like you can literally hold your gun around the corner of like a wall and you can like shoot somebody without ever seeing them because you can like hear them over there." So yeah. apparently, it's a pretty fun experience. Uh, I, I'd say if you do get one, like there's a game called Farpoint, and you can get it with the gun, aiming gun, and I think Firewall comes with a bundle that has the gun. That gun is fantastic, by the way. It huh. feels. It's like a nice, like little. Uh, you have the front and the back with the triggers and everything. It's really cool. Like the one-to-one tracking on it is amazing. I mean, I don't know if you're a Gundam fan or not, but I ended up not by this non-VR game, Gundam Versus. You know, I love Gundam, man. <laughs> this controls. This has every Gundam series in it. Like it's a little overwhelming, even for me. But, yeah, I think I heard a little bit about that game. Is it like a fighter or is it like a yeah, open world? It's a fighter, uh, like a like a. What I've ex- experienced so far in the single player is two v like waves of enemies. Like you have you mm-hmm. and then like a little side bot, and they they come at you. It used to be an arcade game, or it didn't it was an arcade game in Japan, and it was ported to PlayStation. But it's under twenty dollars, so uh, I, I've had a little fun playing with that lately. I just played a lot of video games. You know, yeah, you ever just had those days? You just got <laughs> to do something else. So yeah, no, we'll, I've been there. Well, we'll talk. We'll talk about Spider Man here in a minute. But until then, uh, I just got to give out for my people who are in the Midwest. There is a brand new comic convention coming uh, this November thirtieth. I think I don't think that's Black Friday, is it? This year, I'm gonna have to look this up on my calendar real quick. I thought Black Friday was always. Oh wait, no, because. Thanksgiving is always the, the third, third Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. So one, two, three. Nope. Uh, Thanksgiving is the twenty second. 
So this is a week after Thanksgiving. There you go. Um, Louisville Supercon uh, is a brand new convention. First time in Louisville. They have tons of people coming. I'm going to go. My wife's going. My my aunt is, or my, my wife's aunt is coming because they have all, like, almost the next generation Star Trek people. William Shatner, uh, first Star Trek stuff. Lots of cool celebrities. Um, in honor of Batman Day, uh, the made-up holiday we talked about earlier, <laughs> uh, Kevin Conroy will be there, the voice of Batman uh, for an entire generation. Is- that's awesome. That is one of the most famous Batmans out there, uh, and he's it's so understated because you never get to actually see the guy. But mm-hmm. this is cool. I like these new Comic-Cons sprouting up all over the country. I'm from um, a relatively smaller town compared to Louisville in Indiana uh, called Elkhart, and uh, I w- was hearing from friends and family uh, back home uh, saying that they got their own Comic-Con now that cropped up in kind of our downtown theater that started last year that was just inside the theater, and then it, it already grew enough just uh, a year later enough to kind of start to spill out onto the sidewalk there. So, you know, I think they got um, – uh, they actually were able to, like, bring some people to town from known properties, people out there dressing up, co- cosplay contests and stuff. So oh, yeah. it's cool how this stuff can literally come out of nowhere in any town across the country. So that's so cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah, always going to always gonna echo uh, uh, new uh, Comic-Cons out there. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm very excited. And, you know, um, also – uh, in the animation corner, Mike, because I know you're a big fan, um, the voice of uh, Steven Universe is going to be there, uh, uh, like Zach Callison, yeah. but also the voice of Mickey Mouse and the guy who voices Bowser and the voice of Mario. Like all these people are going to be there. Dang, that's some that's some good voice talent. Yeah, they got a wrestling section. I'm excited about actually like the comic people. One of my favorite artists is Mark Bagley. He did 120 something epi- issues of Ultimate Spider-Man. Uh-huh. Um, he's going to be down there. I might get him a. I think I have one of the stuff signed, but I'm going to see if we can get some other stuff like that. Um, but I, there's just a lot going on with the Supercon. If you're in the Midwest and you, you know, you're thinking about going, you can get your tickets now. I think if you get them early, there's 15% off and they're only 60 bucks for the weekend. <laughs> like that is this, not bad for a comic con with all these people there. So I'm only, I'm only laughing cause this is going to be the most useless tidbit. I would give anybody that's trying to visit the Louisville area is I just learned recently <laughs> that the first ever Texas Roadhouse is actually not was not open in Texas. It was opened in um, whatever city is just north of Louisville in southern Indiana. Uh, Clarksville? I think so, which is hilarious that uh, like a place called Texas Roadhouse first opened in southern Indiana. So if you wanted to make a pilgrimage to the first Texas Roadhouse, and if you well, have no idea what I'm talking about, just ignore me. But if you well, wanted to, it's in Clarksville, I guess. <laughs> if you're probably from the Midwest, you've probably been to a Texas Roadhouse. Um, what's interesting about Texas Roadhouse, I think their corporate headquarters are in Louisville, and my real estate company has um works with them to relocate people to the corporate headquarters to find them houses and homes. So <laughs> well, hey, there you, it's a, it's a small Texas Roadhouse yep. world out there. Chris. If you, yeah, I know. If you don't want to do sixty for the week, it's only thirty five dollars for a Saturday pass. Like that's the most expensive day. Like this is really really affordable. Even if I was not going to go there and represent Super Roadhouse, like, I would probably just buy a pass because that is super affordable for this big convention going on down here. So I just got to give a shout out to that. We'll probably be bringing it up a couple more times. Reminders, if you have any questions, you guys know how to reach me. But in the meantime, Mike, we're here for some news. We've been we've been putting it off. So Ant-Man and the Wasp, digital on October 2nd, physical on October 16th. Mike, we are less than a month away from leasing this or owning it physically. Your call. 
you know, I don't know if uh, if I wanted to start the the podcast on a little bit of a downer, but honestly, I don't think about this movie that often. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't know if that's um if that's a, a negative review for the film because you know I had an all right time watching it, but you know it was just a little bit forgettable for me. You know, I, I can't really recall anything that really stood out to me. Not like, even little bitty Scott Lang running around the school. I see. I didn't even remember that until you brought it up and told me. So I, I, I don't know. I think it's just in the in the wake of these these Ant Man movies are always coming in a wake of like a uh, of a giant Avengers movie, mm-hmm. and uh, the the only thing people are talking about is the uh, is the post credit scene and how it links up to the next movie. I don't know. So maybe in the pantheon of all the MCU movies, when all the dust has settled and like Thanos's head is on a spike somewhere, and we get to look <laughs> at it in the background of a deleted scene in a future movie, maybe then I can fully appreciate uh, the. Ant- Ant-Man movie for what it is, but yeah, I'm not really, I'm not really uh, chomping at the bit to watch well, this again right now. I think there are two important things from this that I, I'm gleaning, and then they're actually not part of the movie. There are two deleted scenes total for this whole movie, Mike. Only two. Wow. Um, one of them actually includes an intelligent life in the quantum realm. Hmm. You got to see wonder, if, um, wonder if that's a smart tardigrade trying to look for some pets. I, I don't know, but it, it involves Janet and and uh, leading Hank back to the the ship. In the, in the quantum realm and they cut that out so hmm. I'm interested to see what that what what that is and what they maybe have in mind for future stuff but also there is a whole section of Stanley outtakes not just he didn't just say one line for this we had multiple lines when they shrunk his car and he was talking about you know how he had a lot of fun in the 70s and oh started yeah to catch up to him <laughs> so I'm excited to see what they had Stanley saying at this car shrinking like I want to see all the versions he did like I've never, I've always you know like oh we always look for the cameo, but I've never thought about Stanley outtakes on <laughs> multiple lines on on a thing here. So, um, I guess I, I always we we've been talking about this for a while. I bring this up to every every once in a while to, to new people. But where do we put Ant Man and the Wasp in that pantheon of Marvel movies, Mike? I think the end scene. Like, I would put it before Infinity War on the watch scale. Some people want to put it after. Oh, you're saying on the timeline. Yeah. So, like, if you were like, hey, you need to watch these, the maj- all pretty much all of Ant-Man, except that final scene, takes place before Infinity War. The final scene, again, references Infinity War. I would think you place it beforehand, and you're like, why do they disappear? And then you find out later... Yeah, it is it kind of a, it's good. It's kind of kind of fun imagining this through uh, yeah. the lens of somebody who just has no idea what's going on. Like, okay, watch this crazy movie about a guy that talks to ants, and then right afterwards, if you want the answers for why all of his friends disappeared, watch this gigantic movie with tons of people in it, and you'll get your answer at the very end. Yeah. So, if you guys have any uh, thoughts on where you would watch Ant Man and the Wasp in relation to Infinity War. I want to know. I want to know if if I'm the only one who's thinking these things. You know, there's going to be some just a psychotic person out there in the world who's going to get a hard drive like you have, and he's just going to rip every bit of video clips uh, that pertain to the MCU. And I'm talking like every minute of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., every minute of Agent Carter, every minute of every movie, and they're just going to combine it into one gigantic video file that's in chronological order. And he'll die when he ex- hits the export button, but we'll have it. <laughs> well, well, his job will never be done, hopefully. Uh, but, I mean, I th- I'm pretty sure I brought that up. I'm like, I, I think I should just use my video editing skills to just cut these around here because i think the biggest argument i ever get into with people is where do you put uh captain america at do you watch it first or do you watch iron man first 
I'm of the opinion Iron Man should go first because Captain America is what I call a flashback movie. But if you cut it properly, you could put most of Captain America before uh, uh, Iron Man, but you would kind of lose that. I, I was uh, I was going to have a dance or something like that. The, the line he uses at the end would lose its weight a little bit. But they should do a, they should do like a what's it what was the Dragon Ball uh, Z. Kai? Kai, they should do a, a a Dragon Ball Kai version of the MCU where they just like chop everything up so a whole movie is condensed to like fifteen minutes, and oh. then they can then they can just make one. They'll just make an MCU movie that's like four hours long. Well, I mean, they they could probably easily do that with the Dark World and Iron Man Two. You we you don't learn a whole lot about the world in yeah. those two. Come on, come on, Topher Grace, get depressed about a movie role that you're playing and try to chop this chop, together. Chop we it know, up. We he's know you doing, like to do that. He's not doing anything else right now. We'll, we'll give it to him. Captain Marvel uh, is our next Marvel movie in theaters uh, coming out, and we have confirmation. Uh, Brie Larson, right? Not Allison Brie. Brie Larson, no, yes. Brie Larson. Will be it. on, uh, I think, Good Morning America uh, Tuesday to uh, to uh, to uh, give you that trailer. So Finally, finally, give us a little bit of Captain Marvel. Uh, we can see what we're doing with here. I want to see, see, her, I wanna see what with. they do with their powers. Like, I've seen the concept art, but, like, how are you going to make these powers work in action? Like, yeah, with the glowing and, hands and stuff? Yeah, and actually, it's a, it's a relatively... I would say almost unimpressive power if you think about it, like just mm-hmm. energy blasts coming out of like your hands. Uh, you know, like yeah, bringing it back to Dragon Ball Z, <laughs> they do have that in Dragon Ball Z, but they're also doing some really cool fighting and punching and like uh, like kicking people through mountains and stuff well, like that. So it's also we'll a cartoon, a little, so maybe we'll get a little bit of that from Captain Marvel. But yeah, I agree. The powers, we don't really know what it's gonna what it's gonna look like or how she uses them. Like the coolest thing about Captain America, you could also say. His like shield is like the most basic thing that you could have too. He just he's just throwing an object at somebody. But you know, in the later movies, uh, the Russo brothers got really creative with the things that you could do with just a little shield. So it'd be cool if we could see how somebody could get creative with just something as simple as an energy blast mm-hmm. and and just being super strong. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I also want to see the Cree or not the Cree, the scroll shape shifting. I really want to see those shape shifting. Ooh, that would be a cool effect. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've seen different shape-shifting in movies in the past. You know, it could be... uh, I think one of the coolest ones that stick out to me is actually, like, Mystique from the X-Men. Yeah. You know, even, like, including all other types of movies, just the cool scale effect is really cool because I feel like in other movies, they'll either do, like, a clever cut where somebody, like, walks behind a pole and then they emerge as a different person, or maybe it'll be some sort of, like, weird, like, 1990s early CGI, like, goo, like, from, like, The Terminator or something Uh that, like, morphs around and then they turn into a person uh, or it's like some sort of crazy like monster effect like somebody turning into like a werewolf or something uh, so yeah it'd be cool if Marvel could kind of put uh, their own stamp on the legacy of transformations yeah they, they tend to do that every time they introduce they're like we, we we're gonna go a little wild we're gonna we're gonna subvert expectations a little bit so hopefully we get to see that on Tuesday uh, also because we don't have a lot of actual news this week Mike I'm gonna throw <laughs> in this theory here uh, I read online that in Captain America Civil War, um, when Tony Stark goes to get Spider-Man, uh, he's like, hey, is this you? And, and he's like, oh, no, no, this is, you mean like those UFOs over Phoenix? Like someone, like a lot of people are claiming they saw something and they didn't have, like didn't actually see it. So Peter Parker says, oh, you mean like those UFOs over Phoenix? This is actually a real event in real time uh, in, in real life called the Phoenix Lights back in 1997. And people are like, what if that was some results of the Kree-Skrull War? 
Oh my gosh, that is a that is a deep cut yeah. reference right there. I would love it if it's intentional because that just I love the forward thinking that comes out of a studio like Marvel because not a lot of other studios out there with franchises like to think that far ahead of time. But uh, <laughs> that would be pretty rad. Yeah, yeah, because the Phoenix lights were essentially um, three. Uh, I think three or five lights were just seen over uh, the edge of um, over Phoenix, and they, they people thought like thousands of people saw it. So. Oh, weather balloons, swamp gas, Chris. That's yeah, all it yeah. is. <laughs> uh, that's that's from Men in Black. They they laser they lasered them. They made them all forget. Uh, so yeah, that's a that's a real deep cut there. If you want to look up the Phoenix lights, you can go look it up on Wikipedia. Black Panther. Uh, they listened to Mike's cries uh, on our podcast. His demands. For Oscars, and then Black Panther's officially been submitted for every category, <laughs> uh, multiple times even for different people. So um, we got, I mean, Best Picture, Best Director, Screenplay, Actor, Supporting Actor, Supporting Actress, Cinematography, Film Editing, Production Design, uh, Original Song, Score, Visual Effects, Sound Editing, Sound Mixing, Makeup, Hairstyle, and Costume Design. I don't think they're going to have any chance at the visual effects necessarily because I think that was the one thing that critics came out of the movie when they were trying to find something to ding the movie about because they're like, yeah, this movie's really great. We loved it. You know, maybe if I had to say something like the third act was, a, you know, a little, you know, kind of predictable. It was rushed. Kind of schlocky. Yeah. Hey, the visual effects weren't too polished then. So I, yeah, I, I don't think they're going to be hitting visual effects. I think it's the top of that second category there that where their most realistic chances are for winning. So best costume, best makeup, just because harkening back to if Suicide Squad can do it, Black mm-hmm. Panther can definitely do it. Now, I don't know what their competition is. There could be some sort of like immaculate period piece movie that came out on three screens and I have no idea what it is with like uh, crazy era accurate costumes and they dug something up from a dead person to get like the most accurate jewelry and then they'll lose to that. Who knows? But um, I've heard people think that they legitimately can get nominated for best picture so i i would think you know uh a kevin feige tells ryan coogler oh yeah you're gonna win but kevin feige's just thinking i just want him to get nominated i just want to get one of these marvel movies nominated for best picture and then that's his that's his goal post probably yeah well i mean i also i mean i would think visual effects would get a, an award because remember all the sand effects they did with all the stuff in i mean overall no but like <laughs> remember like they used like the sand to tell the story at the beginning the animated intro I, vag- I vaguely remember the sand effects. Yeah. <laughs> you you got to go back and watch these movies. Uh, also, best original song because that all the star song is still on the radio. If I turn, yeah, on the radio. that was. I mean, that's another category too. I mean, that's how a lot of these um, these artists out here get those EGOT awards. Is the best way to do it as a musician, and you do it by getting like a, a song in a movie. So yeah, that was a really good song. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Other than that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, more power to him, but I can't. I can't make any call from here on out, man. Like this is, yeah. we're gonna have to just play it by ear for the next couple months. But they have submitted yeah. for everything. We're so far out too. Like Oscars are February, late February, February, early March. March. Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, we still got like a Super Bowl to go through. Maybe uh, Captain I, Marvel even. Yeah, we got like a cat. We got we got a Marvel movie we're gonna have to watch for. There's a whole lot of. Uh, there's a whole lot of pop culture that we're going to experience uh, yeah. before the Oscars. That's right. And we can't vote in this, so it really doesn't matter. <laughs> Good news for Daredevil. I've still not watched Iron Fist yet. Um, I, I plan on trying to catch at least one of the like the first episode or so. Um, but yeah, Darede- I, 
I tried to do that. I tried to do that myself. I looked over to my wife and I was just like, I have to watch at least one episode of Iron Fist before we record on Sunday. I want to be able to at least bring to the table some sort of opinion on this show. But then, no, Netflix had to drop Bojack Horseman. They dropped American Vandal season two. There's a, a lot of other good stuff out there too on Netflix. It's just and then so there's hard. still Spider Man, the game. So. Oh yeah. Uh, either way, uh, if 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 you're not happy about that, the the rumor this is the second time we've seen this season three of Daredevil could land October nineteenth per a Netflix Taiwan post. Wow. Um, and we have reported before that embargoes for the show like they already have review copies. The embargoes are lifted October twelfth, which is normally the 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 how you know the short time frame they do for those turnarounds so that is that is four we're four weeks away basically from daredevil that's crazy i gotta i'm gonna have to watch iron fist somehow yeah well i'm i'm yeah i still need to do luke cage so i feel yeah Uh, (laughs) at least i finished luke cage man yeah yeah, at least at least you did congratulations mike let's give him (laughs) let's give him an award uh but i mean that i want i want to see where this goes I, i i wanna i hope i hope this hits october 19th i think a lot of people are looking forward to the third part of the Daredevil trilogy, if not more. But, I mean, that's probably the one I, I know the least about. I, I, I think, think I, we're very in the dark on this one. Yeah, I think we're going to need some sort of transformational uh, Netflix Marvel show coming up here soon. I'm not, necessarily, I'm not necessarily saying a brand new series because it looks like Netflix might not be able to get those since Disney's trying to launch its own streaming service. But something big or catastrophic is going to have to happen to these heroes and really change the landscape of New York because... Uh, they're you know they're doing these like little fun tiny stories, but it's like something something a little different needs to change to like really reinvigorate me. You know, I one hundred percent agree. <laughs> it is all they all are the same dark shadowy hue. Everybody fights at night. I I don't know what's happening. Sometimes I, it's, it needs something to yeah like I said revitalize us into there. Mm-hmm. Um. But also in October, uh, we also get Venom, uh, October 5th, the first weekend, actually. I've actually, uh, tickets are now on sale, Mike, uh, if you want to jump on that Thursday night bandwagon. I was able to purchase mine, and no one else was in the theater yet, so I was like, all right, get my prime seats, get to go in Thursday night at uh, 7, so I uh, get to see that. Uh, the Probably the most talked about part of this is the rating, because you can't sell tickets without a rating, of course, uh-huh. uh, is that it is officially PG-13 in one hour Ooh, and 52 minutes. This is the rift that will destroy our friendship. <laughs> I don't think it'll destroy yeah. our friendship. I just think <laughs> we are usually either on the same page or completely opposite pages, and I think this is one of those where we're both on opposite ends of this, what this means for the movie. So. Uh, well, the the it looks like we both can have technically what we want, whereas there's uh, rumors uh, floating around out there that there could be an unrated cut that comes with this movie when it drops, which I, I doesn't really encourage me at all because I feel like if, if you're making a movie, you kind of need to know what rating of a movie you're making, I think, from the very beginning so you can really fully take advantage of it. You know, I feel like if we have a PG-13 Venom movie here that could possibly be shifted into a rated R rating after it gets released, it's just going to be like... Uh, turn up like the blood effects a little bit, you know. There's like maybe one gruesome scene that we cut out. Maybe throw that in there and make them say the f word. And there you go. Now you got your unrated cut. I'm not gonna be okay with that. So I'm not really crossing my fingers for this being the really the rated R version that I wanted. You know. 
I, I don't, to me, I don't care. Again, this is my stance on, I don't care what a rating movie is as long as the movie's good. Um, it To an example in the same regards, I really enjoy The Wolverine, the second Wolverine movie in the trilogy. I think, I think it's, to me, it's the best of the three. It came out PG-13, and they had an unrated cut, which came out and essentially was the R-rated thing that they, they made. Um, but, you know, I, I can see it going either way. But, I mean, to me, PG-13 means, A, if we want Venom in the Marvel Universe, this Venom, we can get him later. They don't have to. They could start over fresh if, if they really wanted to. But I don't know how many times they want to reboot Venom within a decade. Uh, it's been It's been 10 years, 11 years since we saw Venom. So keep that in there. Uh Again, I, 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 a, rating, a rating does not affect uh, how good or bad a movie is to me. So to me, I don't care. I'll see the movie regardless. Uh, and we'll we'll, poss- we'll probably get an unrated home release. As long as it's not like an extended cut version. I don't want to... Ex- I'm tired of extended cuts. DC can keep those. <laughs> uh, on that regard, though, the director did say you should probably stay through the credits. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm, I'm calling it right now. Carnage is in the credits, Mike. What do you think? I mean, that would be the most obvious answer, um, and it would make the most sense uh, because it's setting up the next Venom movie, but, you know, if Sony really wanted to go in whole hog with this whole anti-hero Spider-Man universe, they should be showing, like, the boot of Kraven the Hunter or something like that, Mm -hmm. or some, like, badass dude picking up a machete from, like, a table in, like, the middle of the jungle, or, I don't know, show, like, a weird vampire. Yeah, what if it's Morbius? (laughs) They got Jared Leto in there for his his couple But at, at the same time, like, that's such an awful idea because they did that with the Amazing Spider-Man Two, where they tried to they tried to set up all of these villains that were going to be coming, and they never transpired. But yeah, I can already like imagine like oh, there's a little bit of symbiote left over by like a, a on the floor, and it's just black, and you're like oh no, it's still there, and then a big red blob overtakes it, and you're just like oh my gosh. I hope but, he spits up an egg like he did in the comic books, like a big red egg. Whoa. That would be rad. That would be yeah. so cool. Yeah, he just hacks it up like a hairball, and it's a baby. It's a baby carnage oh, symbiote. Ah, cool. uh, either way. Uh, so Venom's coming out uh, next month. That's our next Marvel movie, it looks like, or at least our next superhero movie. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be our next spoiler cast. Unfortunately, I believe I'm out of town the weekend that <laughs> that movie comes out. So we're gonna do our best to kind of shoe in a spoiler cast for everybody out there but who knows this could this could end up being a a blessing in disguise if maybe some of our listeners can't get to it opening weekend maybe they uh, they have to wait so i don't know maybe things will coalesce for everybody just fine yeah yeah uh we're gonna cross our fingers and get it out as soon as we can uh Mm -hmm. based on what that is but yeah it's i mean to me it's fine i mean it's not infinity war you know like we don't have to wait for spoilers for like a week or two so yeah i'm yeah i'm praising the uh the uh symbiote god that this is not an infinity war or a star wars movie that's coming out in a weekend that i'm not here <laughs> yes it's true very lucky uh but speaking of spider-man villains mike now's our time to to dish about spider-man ps4 um I officially beat the campaign during Whoa, the week sometime. Oh, look at you go. I am yeah. so far behind. I am Mary Jane in a museum taking pictures right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I went through and I did all the the little crime missions and uh, got a, a, an, ex, an extra 100%. So I'm, I'm, I'm fully Whoa. maxed out the game on, on normal mode. You've so. played every... Wow, congratulations. Do you have like all the suits and everything too? I do. And when you 100% it, you get another suit. So there's <gasps> a... To that. 
And don't tell me what it is. Don't tell I, me I'm what not, it is. I'm not, I'm not going to tell you what it is, but there's also what are called hidden photo opportunities throughout the city. You know how you have like the photo the uh, things on your map? Mm-hmm. There are hidden ones, and when you hit level 50, you get an ability that will reveal these across the map for you. <sighs> And there's oh my gosh. fifty more. <laughs> there's so much. There's so much game here to play. <laughs> yeah, it's there's a lot there. And uh, what, what's cool? I wanted to tell you one of the secret photo ops. Uh, they just could not put the 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 raging bull in the financial district in New York, so they put Lockjaw from the Inhumans as the uh, golden statue instead. Yeah, I heard about this. Yeah, so he's one of the photo ops. Just to to give you a heads up, um, it's really fun. I, I the story is fantastic. The game's great. Uh, they are introducing what's called a new game plus mode. Are you familiar with these modes, Mike? Uh, yeah, it's like where you start the game over again with your with all of your same abilities yeah. that you completed the game with. Um, but then I think yeah. it's like harder, more challenging. But yeah. you have all your swag. Yeah, they upgrade they upgrade the difficulty. They may add more suits and more abilities that you can get that are like more advanced. But the new game plus mode will let you keep everything you've got so far. <laughs> um, I have I have three bullet points here. The, the first bullet point is is I I'm rigidly stuck in my brain of uh, loot gathering from Last of Us. Uh-huh. So whenever I'm playing an interior portion of the game. And uh, I'm, like, inside of a building fighting people. I'm always looking for loot, even though I know there is no loot to be found. There might be something uh, interesting to investigate that uh, that a character could voice over and talk about. But, like, I'm always in the mind of, like, where's more ammo? Where's materials? Like, where's stuff for Ellie in this game? So I have to kind of shake the Last of Us mentality of I don't have to... Uh, I'm only exploring for exploring sake in this game. I'm not really un- unlocking or getting extra stuff. So that's kind of funny, having that third-person, uh, like, thing nagging in the back of my head uh number two i'm almost falling victim to the things i always fall victim to in these open world games is i get so distracted like when i like when i want to play the game the story is not necessarily driving me to turn on the playstation what's driving me to turn on the playstation is i just want to swing around for a little bit so i'll be on my way to a location i'm just like oh there's a backpack over there Oh, there's a landmark over there. I'm just like, uh-huh. where was that location again? So uh, it, it's almost like a good problem. It, it's good to know that even once you beat the game 100%, you can still just swing around yeah. the game and just have some fun. It's really third, fun traversing yeah, yeah. across the city. And, and then the third bullet point, uh, Chris, I asked you this uh, on the podcast a while ago, and you finally got around to doing it. How is it playing this game with a VR headset in theater mode? I did. I did play it, and oh, my God. So there's three modes in VR. There's... A little screen that, fo- like, if you move your head, the screen moves. There's a medium screen, which is like watching an IMAX, and then there's a huge one that, like, overtakes you, where you have to, like, mm-hmm. like you're in the front row of an IMAX. And I chose the middle one, and let me tell you, that game is in your face. Like, you have to turn <laughs> the look left and right on the screen still. Uh, but, like, you are up in the action. You are literally a foot away from, like, Spider-Man's shoulder the whole time mm-hmm. you're doing it. It is, it is really cool to do it like that. Um, yeah. I really wonder. I wonder how hard it would be. I'm no game developer by any means, so somebody could easily look at me and say, "That's dumb, Mike. That's impossible." But like, I wonder how hard it would be to make a VR mode where you just move the third person camera, kind of position it roughly where Spider Man's head is, and then you know, you just maybe the whole game could control the same way, but at least you'd have free range of motion with the VR headset. I'd guess there'd have to be some, like, on-demand rendering, because you'd be able to see things that maybe the game wouldn't want to render, since the world's so big. But, yeah, I would love to, like, experience web-slinging in VR, you know? I 
halfway agree with you, but man, with that, like, as fast as you move in that game, and as quick as his body slips around, you might get sick pretty quick. Oh, uh, so maybe, I think maybe they should just do a fine-tune experience. It could just be almost like DLC, or maybe yeah. just like a free experience. An add-on VR level. Yeah. yeah, like, that would be fun. They they do have, again, we, we mentioned that the Spider-Man Homecoming has a VR uh, level. That's bullshit. <laughs> I watched the, I watched yeah. it, like, somebody play it on YouTube, and he's not even swinging around, he's just on a rooftop it's like a first person right. shooter basically you're just shooting webs at like little robots it's but so but the, but the cool thing is it's free so mm-hmm. for what it was it's actually like really cool because this is like the first time you get the suit i'm pretty sure in the movie oh so, yeah because you open up the the briefcase and, and you're just calibrating it and then um th- th- it's not really in the movie because then the vulture just shows up and you have to web him up in the <laughs> but like it's it's still interesting to to the one-to-one ratio doing the web stuff like i would like to see that evolve into a, a, a level like my favorite parts of the spider-man game are the stealth levels like mm-hmm. i love doing the stealth modes and people who watch can probably attest be like yeah chris kind of lays back and lets people come to him more than rush into the battle uh i would like to do some of those stealth modes like the the warehouse cleanups in vr i think that would be really really fun to do oh, that could be cool um to see that happen but uh, yeah I, I think vr would be fun. I, I like the game i'm looking forward to the dlc I'm looking forward to playing the new game plus. I will. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and call this now, Mike. When the new game plus mode comes out, I'm going to stream the entire game with the story. Whoa, so if people look, look don't get to have it, they will get to watch and play. Uh, because I won't be distracted by doing all the side missions, like you said, because those will have already been done <laughs> uh, by that point. So um, that way, people want to watch the story mode and they don't have a PlayStation Four. They can they can do that as well. So we'll be doing that. We're going to shift gears. We're going to go into DC for the rest of the show. I'm pretty sure we don't have anything extra to talk about this week, thankfully. Uh, the Batman, since in honor of Batman Day yesterday, well, we're going to start with Batman. Uh, the Batman, Matt Reeves, has finished writing the first draft of his script. And I feel like he's been working on this for like three years. <laughs> so why why is this the first draft? I don't know. But mm-hmm. um, with Ben Affleck in live-in rehab currently, there's talks of hundreds of people to replace him. The biggest rumor that was false this week was Kit Harrington would be playing the Batman. Uh, he was like, no, I've not heard this at all. <laughs> uh, but John Hamm uh, wants to take over the role as well. Would you would you cast John Hamm as the Batman? I guess it just kind of depends. If you're trying to literally do a one-to-one replacement and just fool the audience and say, like, no, this has been Batman the whole time, you know, a.k.a. your older Batman, I would say John Hamm's a pretty good choice. He's a he's a well-known, uh, he's a well-known and liked uh, uh, personality out there, so you're kind of getting that celebrity notoriety right off the bat. Um, I think he, I think he looks like Bruce Wayne. I mean, you got, that, you yeah. Got, so that's where I like. I think he plays a better Bruce Wayne. I don't know how he plays a Batman. Yeah, it just depends. You'd have to Photoshop. I'm sure people have already Photoshopped the cape and cowl onto him. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, so we're really just trying to. We're, right now on the podcast, we're just trying to judge the 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 amount of his body that's below his nose and above his chin. Is that Batman enough for us? Is what we're really asking. But yeah, I'm not really. I'm not really sure. You know. Uh, you know, we're going to be talking about another section coming up here, talking about, I guess, like the longevity of like these characters that have been established in the Justice League and Batman vs Superman, and you know, the Man of Steel. So, if if they're trying to drag out these specific versions of the characters, John Hamm might be a good idea. But I think at this point, if you're making the Batman, you just cast younger. You just kind of you don't necessarily have to go year one Batman, but I think you just got to crank the dial back and try to re rejigger this. Universe 
universe a little bit. Uh, you know, I think if John Hamm was cast as Batman, I don't think it would last very long anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, he, you know, who hasn't grown up wanting to be Batman once in their life? I'm sure John Hamm wouldn't mind just playing Batman only once just to get that under his belt. Technically, right. say, yeah, I, I was a Batman. You know, yeah. Well, I think I think to me. Um what DC needs to do, and, and this will probably be more after this next announcement, is refocus who their main characters are going to be in their movies. Um, we, we've we've tried the Trinity. Uh, we need, and in the next movies we're looking forward to are what Shazam and and Aquaman. So maybe mm-hmm. branch off a little bit, kind of like what Marvel did. Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor were not their big ones at Marvel when those movies came out. So. Um, I think they need to find some characters maybe who are a little lesser known and maybe build those up first and then come back to Batman and Superman and see how they can bring those in together. Um, there are probably tons of people out there yelling at me and telling me I'm stupid, but uh, did you see Justice League? I did. <laughs> you know what I saw at a thrift store the other weekend? Macklemore? Uh, <laughs> no, I saw, uh, you know, they bring out these uh, new carts. Uh, the, the, the people at this thrift store are, are animals. So they, they announce on the on the intercoms whenever a new fresh cart uh, rolls out of the storage in the back <laughs> in the back of the uh, of the warehouse. And then like people swarm on it because if you want to get the good stuff at the thrift store, you got to get it as soon as it comes out. So, you know, I just go over and I, I look over this cart after it's been picked through and I see on Blu-ray Suicide Squad right next to uh, Batman vs. Superman. No one touched it. No and one. I've never, I don't think I've ever seen any Marvel movie Blu-ray in a thrift store. So there you yeah. go. <laughs> yes, that's true. It's, it's like uh, Disney DVDs. You never see those either. Like their resale mm-hmm. values through the roof. Um, I did see someone say Batman v Superman has grown better with age. Boo, Justice League has Justice League has not. So uh, I was like, it's okay. Everyone can have their opinion. You're all wrong, but you can have them. Um, <laughs> Anyway, we're going to talk about Batman. Now let's talk about Superman. Here we uh, go. The biggest news probably this week, I think. Like this shook the foundation of even my like what I thought this week was going to be. Henry Cavill is reportedly out as Superman in the DC Warner Brothers universe. Ooh, yeah, and there is a there's a whole lot swirling around this news because when you get news as big like this, you're not you're not even talking about like the what ifs. You're also talking about um, well, where did this news come from? Uh, you know, was this just whispers on the studio lot? Uh, is this actually true? Um, I I feel like the consensus that most people have reached is. Uh, Henry Cavill has been Superman for three different movies. Mm-hmm. I would assume he's probably up for contract renegotiations. So what we're starting to get is we're just starting to get little tidbits of, uh, you, you know, the contract negotiations. It's almost like they're kind of publicly putting this out there into the ether to see if anybody can get paid more or get paid less. Uh, that's kind of what it seems like to me because we did get an official response from Henry Cavill maybe the next day or hours it later. Was the, it was the afternoon but what the hell is his response though? yeah it is so weird it, if, if this was a visual medium and not a podcast medium i would do my best to demonstrate it but it's just henry cavill in like a he's like in a weird dark room right there's like almost like no background yeah, behind just, him. the only thing lit up is him yeah and then he's just staring straight at the camera just deadpan face he's wearing a like superman t-shirt i believe it says something on it you know it's like a, a superman pun or something i think it's like krypton lifting or something like that Yeah, krypton weight team or something like that yeah, something like that. And, oh, then yeah. He, and then he and then the most bizarre team. thing happens he just slowly lifts from out of screen uh, a boxed action figure of superman 
And then I don't know if it ends there, if he slowly lowers it back down, but he never smiles or anything. So it was just a weird way to say like, hey guys, I'm still thinking about Superman. I don't know. It was so weird. Obviously not a confirmation, but well, with the timing of it, he's just saying, hey, you know, I'm still, I'm, I'm still Superman, guys. Don't worry about it. But nobody's out there talking about an official release of any appearances of them. Well, so the other thing is Warner Brothers' response was, and, and I quote, while no decisions have been made regarding any upcoming Superman films, we've always had a great respect for and a great relationship with Henry Cavill, and that remains unchanged. Like, no one's committal about whatever the hell's going on here. Like, they're like, not like yes or no. They're like, maybe, yeah. maybe not. Which which makes me think it could be a contract negotiation type deal. That they could be lawyers going in a, in a conference room every day for the last couple of weeks trying to hash out how many millions of dollars he's going to make. And also the deals probably get a little bit more complicated too because this isn't just about standalone Superman, Superman movies necessarily. They're probably talking about, oh, uh, we want him to cameo in this movie. Okay, well, how much of that is going to be a cameo? Is that just one day on set? Is it going to have to be a larger role? Or are we going to bring in him in like Hulk's, Hulk style to like a Ragnarok movie where he's going to get second billing in like a cyborg movie, but he's actually going to be like a major part of the film. So they're probably hashing out a lot of stuff here. But when I heard all of this, I just took a step back and I thought about it because I was kind of shocked. I was like, no, he is like, he's a great looking Superman. Henry Cavill can act. You know, I, I think when I think of him, he is like the epitome of what I picture peeling a, the character off of a comic book. But if you just think back to the last three Superman iterations we've had, They've all been something I have not liked. I did not like Man of Steel, uh, so I'm not really looking forward to a second Superman movie. I did not like Batman vs Superman, and I didn't like Justice League. Well, so it's just you, like you, you, don't, you know what the the connecting string of those three movies is? Uh, Zack Snyder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. I don't so think I think we I don't think we like his interpretation of Superman. Exactly. I, I will I will agree that it, it is not Henry Cavill's fault by any means, but at the same time. Unfortunately, when you're trying to build something as big and extravagant as a franchise, to really make it work, all of the gears have to be moving well-oiled and well-reviewed. You know, you can't – it's kind of hard to cobble together a franchise with kind of like these half-hearted chunks of movies where like, oh, well, people liked Margot Robbie and Suicide Squad, so let's pull her out of that movie and let's hope our phase two of our universe is actually something that people will like. You know, like that's kind of the beauty of franchises in general is like this is going to sound so businessy, but it's like the synergy of it all. You know, you could look at any any Marvel movie out there and maybe pick out a mediocre one, but it all rises with the tide. But right now, the DCU's tide is is not rising at all. Everything's just very stagnant. They're going through a drought right now, which is just pulling all good performances down with them. So. And if you're also if you're like if you're losing Ben Affleck too, it's just like what is there really to save? You know, it, well, it's just so, so weird. This this is like the perfect example of what happens when a franchise goes wrong. You're just left with all of these like like nice looking seashells, well, and all the other ones are busted up on the rocks. So so it, Mike has Mike has touched on one theory here that it's contract negotiations. Mm-hmm. The other reports um, from Hollywood Reporter as well is that they're wanting to reset the DC extended universe. Mm-hmm. Um, not like as in like a reboot, but like doing, doing more like, again, like I said, focusing on different characters going forward. Uh, one of those is actually Supergirl. Supergirl is a priority for the studio right now. We, we reported on that being worked on a couple of weeks ago, I believe. 
uh-huh. um, because of the again the success of Wonder Woman, they they could easily be making the wrong decision and being like, look, the the women characters are the important ones. They're making the money. We need to focus on a female Superman. So let's use our Supergirl stuff. That's one possibility. Um, the Superman. This everything apparently everything fell down. The talks between Henry Cavill and Warner Bros. over actually a cameo in Shazam. Believe that or not, the end credits of Shazam. Uh, they just uh, Henry Cavill's. I think he said no, but like some like I don't know what happened there, but that's what it is. Um, but I I don't know with Henry Cavill being cast as Geralt in the. Witcher series on Netflix and coming off being, you know, really good Mission Impossible, you know, Warner Brothers hasn't been very good to him with all those movies. Like, they haven't given him, you know, stuff to do. They haven't really given him any good movies. They haven't given him his own movie again since Man of Steel, really. So, if he's moving on as an actor after five plus years, you know, more power to him, really. Like, he needs to, to go on and do that. So, yeah, it's just a, it's just a false start. Unfortunately, there is an alternate yeah. universe where Henry Cavill like kicked ass in his first Superman movie, and everything's going great. But where, yeah, where Zack just... Snyder didn't do him. That's that's <laughs> that's the, the the change there. Yeah, I think I think unfortunately <sighs> y- you scrap it. What uh, if what if he goes and does this is a rumor I saw Captain Britain for Marvel. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Like, oh, if he, <laughs> hey, if he's up for hire, might as well make him Cap- Captain Britain, right? Uh, yeah, because he he is British, right? Like, he's putting on that American accent, I believe. I don't think so. I could be I wrong. Thought he, I thought he. I thought he was. He's an English feel, actor. Holy shit! Hey, there you go. So that's probably why they brought up Captain Britain. I'd love to see Captain Britain. I'd love to see him as Captain Britain. He, he could be, fit that out really. That well. would be that would be hilarious. Yeah. Uh, who who else made a someone else made a transition lately? I don't remember who it was. Um, but either way, without a Superman and without a Batman, really, right now, like, what what the hell are they doing over there? What's, <laughs> well, what's the, next? I mean, other the, than again, Shazam, Wonder Woman two, and um, we're gonna talk about the another script here that just got done, Suicide Squad two. Like, what's going on? What well, doing? I mean, like, I I think the craziest thing to come out of this. Uh, uh, I don't know if it's a rumor, factual, true. I mean, the Hollywood Reporter isn't necessarily some uh, rinky-dink website that's just, like, whipping up stuff that they heard, like, on a Discord server somewhere. It's, like, an actual journalistic outfit. So, the, you know, obviously there's a grain of salt to take with it. But once the once the news hit, apparently everybody out there was uh, swirling around with the idea that uh, Michael B. Jordan could possibly be the next Superman. Yeah. And, uh, of course, when a, a casting rumor like that specifically pops up on the internet social media goes crazy and i'm sure it brings out some of the 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 craziest people and worst people out there but i think the only reason this rumor exists and i i believe i heard this out there is that michael b jordan is a mega superstar and i'm sure warner brothers just automatically considers him for every male role that's up on any movie at any point in time like he's just like the default casting like oh is this a michael b jordan uh uh, outfit nope (laughs) well it depends at a certain age it goes to idris elba Um, yeah (laughs) if if you're older it's an idris elba role i mean we want him to play 
uh, was it James Bond? If not, it's Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, it's just like if you're if you're like a big if you're a big enough actor, it doesn't it doesn't matter like it doesn't matter like your gender, it doesn't matter your ace, it do, uh, your your race, it doesn't matter your age. If you're a huge megastar, you are written at the very top of that whiteboard in yeah. that conference room. And any time, can we can we get him? Can, can we yeah. just get him for anything? We need yeah, Supergirl. Is Michael B. Jordan available? For <laughs> yeah, exa- exactly. They'll they'll put these people in, in, in anything because they're a megastar. So I think that's where this rumor came out of and you and you know what if they want to if they want to go the different non-traditional uh, gender route for that character screw it just do it it worked out really well for spider-man everyone loves miles he's like one of the coolest mm-hmm. uh, freshest faces when it comes to well, like the spider universe so yeah if you want to make superman black just do it i heard like these hilarious i heard this hilarious joke from uh from ed greer on uh youtube where he was just like yeah a black superman would be stronger because he's got like that melanin in his skin that's going to absorb more sun and I was like, that is freaking hilarious. Well, um, so what what I, I, I think is the the thing everyone's forgetting here. Michael B. Jordan has gone through two superhero roles in the past five years. <laughs> he was in Fantastic Four, and then mm-hmm. he immediately flipped that around and was in Black Panther. If you think that he's going to go to DC because they've been putting out good movies and give him <laughs> another good superhero role, I think you're wrong. I don't think he'll want anything to do with that because he, is, he was treated... He was he somehow lived through Fantastic Four. Like I haven't seen those <laughs> other actors in anything lately. So, uh you know, I just think uh I don't think he'll go to DC. I think he'll I think that was a bad rumor just because his name was on the top of that whiteboard list. <laughs> or somebody just happened to be refreshing a page and his picture popped up at that time. So, um yeah, I don't think he'll I don't think he'll do it. I think he'll he'll find something better. I think Creed two comes out this later this this year, right? Is that right? Does it? I don't know. I, I haven't been tracking the Creed movies. I hear they're good, though. I think I think uh, Creed comes out, and then uh, it, it's got a VR game coming out with it, too, Mike. The boxing oh, hey, VR there, game. There you go. <laughs> yep. But Supergirl, the movie, is a priority at Warner Brothers right now, um, and they are already talking about Brainiac as the villain for this Ooh, movie. Ooh, that is not good news for a potential sequel to Superman, because uh, Brainiac is, uh, he's upper echelon Superman villain right there, so if you're going to be uh, moving that over to uh, Supergirl, this almost kind of seems like their way to reboot Superman. You know, you got a similar character, similar background, similar power set, um, you, know, go, you know, go for it. You know, I'm I'm sure that this isn't necessarily because uh, I know that you you said earlier that uh, Warner Brothers is you know possibly thinking about leading with these uh, female movies because this is what the audience wants. I think that's just kind of skeevy uh, executive talk that they're yeah. just saying to just to whip up the base to get more people to, to these movies. Uh, I think it's cool that they're making a Supergirl movie because I hear that the actual Supergirl movie that exists is kind of infamous for being really bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> kind of in the in the wake of the Christopher um, Reeves Superman movies. Uh, I don't know exactly where it falls in the, in the timeline of those old Superman movies. So I think it's cool that Supergirl is going to get a um, is going to get a second chance to the shine. And I'm glad that she's getting an upper echelon uh, villain like Brainiac. So maybe maybe this is the this is the way that kind of. Uh, this is actually the best way for Warner Brothers to move forward. Is it doesn't matter whether your uh, whether your hero is male or female. Just make a bunch of good movies that everybody's talking about and yes. uh, <laughs> whipping whipping up some deep fried memes. You know, just going crazy, get the internet in love with all of your DC characters, and then everyone will forget about those other movies that you made, and then you can kind of start to 
retool the universe. So step one, make good movies. That is well, the hardest step, though. <laughs> well, I think also with the, I mean, I Supergirl on TV has made it a lot longer than I thought it would as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Brainiac is in the show Krypton, which everybody is liking as well. And if you played Injustice 2, actually Krypton, uh, Supergirl and Brainiac have a history as well. So uh, this all just kind of makes a lot of perfect sense to me, uh, to have Brainiac be the villain of, in fact, Supergirl. So, um, yeah, I mean, do it. Whatever. I don't care. Just <laughs> do something good. That's really all we want, Mike, at the end of the day. Uh, something that's probably not on that list of things that we hope is, or know that's going to be good, is Suicide Squad 2. Um According to the writers, the first draft has been finished and turned in. In a much quicker turnaround than Batman, I will say. So, I don't know what that means for the quality, but... I don't care. I didn't think I, they were I, making this. I didn't. I thought this was off the plate, but... I just so don't care about this squad. I don't care about what they do. Uh, the only way to get me to care about a bunch of villains that are just trying to save the world is I, I have to feel empathetic for them, and like uh, most of these characters are just like jagoffs, and I just... Yeah, make good movies, DC. Next topic. I, I don't even know if they're trying to save the world. They're just trying to set themselves free. They're all just they're all villains. I mean, I don't know. This didn't work the first time, so I don't know why they think it worked the second time. But that's fine. Uh, DC. Speaking of Supergirl, the movie, the DC universe has officially launched uh, this week. Um, I have uh, one of our super fans, Jim. He has signed up for the full year, and he's been sharing some impressions with me. Yeah, How, what's he what's he thinking? Uh, so far, um, there, he has one one complaint and a couple of good things. So okay. the complaint is that it's not on enough devices yet. Like you can't, like he can't watch it on his Kindle, and he couldn't get it on his PlayStation at the point, the first point when he talked about it. So mm-hmm. I think their their app selection to watch it all is pretty pretty lackluster. Oh, that's a bummer. Uh, but uh, he, uh, let me see here. He said it's it's very nostalgic right now, which we talked about last week, and being just older stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's he really enjoys the the older stuff, and the content seems good. But um, and he was very surprised surprising they had the entire '80s run of Superboy the show on there. He's like he remembers watching it as a kid. It's really bad, but he remembers watching it as a kid. <laughs> so like the nostalgia factor. It's very much kicked in form at this point. <laughs> I like how he's just like, there's a lot of nostalgia there. It's really bad, but there's a lot of nostalgia. For Superboy, yep. So, uh, I, I, again, I'm not, I've not seen a free trial. I don't know if it has a free trial. It might. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's really about it. That's, that's all I've heard right now. If anyone else has signed up for DC Universe and is having, you know, different luck, different thoughts, please let us know. But, I mean, it just kind of came and went. Without really a bang, you know. I yeah, mean, that's because they didn't launch with any original content. Yeah, yeah. Instead, instead, they actually got us to our next topic here: is more Titan stuff for the show that's not quite there yet. Um, we get our first team image. I think you sent this. Did you send this over to me, or maybe not this one? Uh, yeah, because uh, this is the first team shot of the Titans, and Robin's the only one in like a legit superhero costume. He just kind of looks like a dork. Looks like somebody that showed up to a costume party that wasn't a costume party. It looks <laughs> so to me. It looks like Robin and Raven are actually there. Beast Boy has been photoshopped in because his skin looks a little soft, and he's like looking in a different direction and smiling. <laughs> and Starfire is not looking the same direction they're looking either. So I think this is a very manipulated image uh, 
from from what we would actually be seeing. Mike, I don't know about you. Maybe I'm overthinking <laughs> it, but yeah, I, I don't I don't know. It's just funny to see uh, at any point in time because I think the first season is what eight episodes, maybe maybe I, possibly ten. I think, I think ten because Doom Patrol's five. Yeah, and I'm just curious. Are, are we gonna get them at any point in the, like unifying costumes or something like well, this? Because this is a, this is a ragtag group. They all have different hair color. That kind of yeah. stands out. Well, we got you green, can at least tell who they are in a battle. Yeah. That's for sure. Well, I think the thing mean. is, I mean, if they're marking this like Netflix, does Netflix doesn't market beyond their first episode. So if we take that into account, maybe knock on wood, they're doing the same thing. Maybe this is all we're seeing is from one of the first few episodes. Um, because we actually get our look, well, a surprising look is actually Jason Todd as the second Robin in the second image here. I didn't think we'd see him as Robin. I thought we'd see him as like, the Red Hood. Um, mm-hmm. Jason Todd is infamously known as the the second Robin who got beat to death by uh, the Joker with the crowbar. Uh, people mm-hmm. could write into the comic book to decide his fate back <laughs> back in I think it was eighties or nineties. Then they found out he wasn't dead and he, he became the Red Hood. Uh, but we got our first clip to go with that as well. The two Robins meeting up here, and um, yeah. there's definitely some salt in between them. That's for sure. Yeah, this is this is like the one thing that is actually giving me a little bit more hope about this series because I kind of like the banter between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> we were talking about off mic about they're they're trying to get as close to. Uh, of putting Batman into this show without actually putting Batman in the show at all. Yeah. So they'll talk about him pretty openly. They'll talk about the Batmobile and stuff, but he you gets ain't going to see him. The second Robin <laughs> gets to drive the Batmobile. Ah, uh, you get to drive it? <laughs> yeah, there's some there's some uh some some jealousy in there for sure. Uh, I want to see what kind of goes on with them. Um you know, you're right. I think the first trailer is not very exciting, but this interaction, this 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 non-trailer stuff was actually really cool. I'm like, "Oh, how would multiple Robins interact with each other, like in, in a universe together? So um, that that was that was very interesting to me. But we won't know until that launches. I think next month, right? Is that mm-hmm. October? So mm-hmm. yeah, look at that. One of the episodes again is a backdoor pilot to the Doom Patrol series coming out. So they're filming the Doom Patrol series right now, and we get our, a better look at Robot Man in a very comic accurate uh, <laughs> outfit for sure. Yeah, this is awesome. This just looks like a like a, a walking copper like radiator. <laughs> like, uh-huh. It's just it's just hilarious. Um, they they're doing a pretty good job with like the television budget and trying to bring in as much as the costume as possible. You know, they they ripped the knees open on the jeans so you could see like oh he does have robot legs, you know, uh-huh. robot arms and zipping up the jacket. So and and, um, and the hello world with the the ro- <laughs> like that that uh, yeah. AI thing. So. Yeah, which is uh, that's definitely an insider kind of like program yeah. robot joke because that's always the first thing you do in like a coding tutorial is learn how to print out Hello World on a screen. So yeah. I like that. Um, I, w- I would love at least at one point in time in the series to get kind of official like head to toe hero shot of robot of Robot Man uh-huh. to establish what he looks look like full robot. But yeah, this is kind of like hilarious. Like what? I like how they didn't try to do do some sort of weird like flesh robot thing this well, is just like a hunk of metal walking around and, and if you look at robot man again online from the comics he looks just like it like mm-hmm. this is pretty pretty good you know adaptation and i think we will see the full robot version because i mean again the, the human version is played by brandon frazier uh mm-hmm. who was a motorcycle or a, a race car driver who had a wreck and then his consciousness was transferred in this robot body uh who is this and so brandon frazier will voice robot man but will not be in this metal suit here so um, I think we'll see it. I think I think you'll get your wish, Mike. Um, I think we'll see because this style is very much a race car driver. What they would think would be cool to wear around. So, 
Um, yeah, yeah, I, th- I think that that's actually like one of like I, I really like that image. I don't know why. I just really like looking at that. I want to see some of this in action too. So maybe we'll get a trailer for Doom Patrol sooner than later. Batgirl may be moving from movie version to DC Universe. We've talked about this a couple times, I think. But uh-huh. the the series is rumored to be in works for the DC Universe, uh, with thirteen episodes to launch in twenty twenty. Now this is going to be this this is I think going to be confusing for everybody involved. Uh, Batgirl, uh-huh. Batwoman, right? Batwoman, uh, uh, CW show right. uh, that's going to be introduced in a crossover here in, in a couple of months. Uh, on uh, broadcast television, and then going to be starting uh, her very own show. But then uh, you reportedly, got, they didn't sign up for that yet. Yeah, but then you also got Batgirl over here moving. Like, yeah, it's all very confusing, especially since you have a lot of the same aesthetic carryovers for these DC Universe shows, since they're being created by the same studio that makes these CW shows. And that's all. It all sounds very messy to me. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I put this kind of in the same regards as The Flash and Supergirl. I know we're into it, but nobody else is going to really know, like unless you watch all these shows. Um, if Super Supergirl has a movie, is it the movie from the TV person, or is it a new Supergirl? Or and then the same with The Flash. So. Uh, yeah, they need to they need to tighten up a little bit what they're doing over I, there. I mean, uh, I mean to make a long story short, I want a Batgirl movie. I don't want a Batgirl TV series. I'm already kind of getting like a a, a Batman, Batwoman, Batgirl TV series already. So put it on the big screen, give it a big budget. Let let them deal with like gigantic explosions and awesome high quality CG. You're not gonna get that in 13 episodes on your streaming service. You know, I wouldn't even know where to put Batgirl at. I don't know. I mean, with Joss Whedon leaving and that all falling apart, I think they're like, well, we got to salvage this somehow. We've put a lot of money in pre-production. Let's just break the script up into episodes. Go. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that may be it. Um, I don't know. It's. I mean, that's cool they're doing new content, but uh, I don't know. I'm more excited about Swamp Thing than I am Batgirl. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. Uh, lastly, in talking about the Arrowverse crossover actually coming up later this year, Nora Freeze, the wife of Mr. Freeze, will make her debut in that Arrowverse crossover, Mike. I don't know if you knew that or not. Oh, I actually had I had no idea. That's awesome. Um, uh, Mr. Freeze I, will not be making his debut, but his wife will. So that leaves a oh. door open for actually Batman stuff to be taking over or coming into this universe as well. I mean, more and more. M- m- Mr. Freeze is uh, one of the most compelling characters in, I would say, all of DC Comics because he's a villain that has such a a, a motivating backstory that's so believable. Like, you're just trying to save your wife, and then through your own actions, you actually ended up killing her with a, a fight with Batman. I mean, that is like that is the makings of a really dramatic and awesome villain story that motivates you throughout like your whole life. So... I would I would love to see them kind of do a slow roll and really bring like Mister Freeze out into this series. Um, oh. Yeah, and this is a good way to start because you got to get to know the wife. Maybe she'll be really compassionate, you know, very nice. All the characters really love her. Fall into a coma, you know, all that well, stuff. But and also, I mean, with Batwoman possibly getting her own shows, Batwoman could have Batman Rogues in her gallery as well. Oh yeah, that's right. So this could be a, a backdoor to test. Some of these other villains um, that may or may not be coming to the DC later on with with uh, Batwoman, and I, I ne- and I never realized uh, Nora Freeze's last name looks a lot like Fries. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, I think isn't what is his what is Mister Freeze's first name? I gotta look this up because it is not spelled Freeze as in like Freeze. Uh, Mister, no, where is it? It's not giving me. It's only giving me his name. So 
I don't know. Mr. Zero, Dr. Shival, King of Cold. What? Wikipedia <laughs> is failing me today, Mike. Uh, Victor, Victor Fries, Freeze, F R I E S. So <laughs> Fries, Victor Fries. There's a, there's, fr- a cro- there's a cross promotion uh, available there to bring it back around to raising canes. They should <laughs> oh they should goodness. make a Mister Freeze fries. Miss, and and you get a you get a, a slushy a Victor a Victor oh. Freeze. Oh man, make some. I don't know if uh, raising canes has milkshakes, but I love dipping fries in the frosties at Wendy's. Uh, no, no, they don't. Actually, they have what's called. Um, Canes, uh, cane sauce, I believe. Yeah, so it's it's kind of like their own mixture sauce of whatever. Mm-hmm. I dip my fries in that and it's to die for. It's oh, lunchtime for Mike. We gotta get ma- him out of ma- here. Make me hungry, Chris. Let, let's wrap this up. All right. Well, that's our news for this week, Mike. People know what you're up to, what you're doing. Where can they find you at? Well, they can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter, and you can read my web comics at Pickled Comics. Dot com. Chris, people want to keep up with you, see what you're doing out there in Louisville. Where can they follow you? You can find me on Twitter at V-A-L-D-A-N, Valdan. Uh, Instagram's Valdan87. I believe my PlayStation is also the same thing. If you want to see my Twitch and streaming and stuff like that, which I will be doing sooner and later, you can also head over to Comic UI. Um, if people want to listen to more of our episodes, Mike, especially we've got some older uh, some older uh, review episodes and upcoming Venom review episode, where can the people find those old ones at? Well, as always, please visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host our show and to get our awesome show notes. So if you want to see uh, this uh, screenshot of all the categories Black Panther is getting uh, yeah. uh, considered for, possibly. If you want to see the Titans video clip and, and this crazy robot man, you can get all those links in our show notes. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And you can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com, a slash, a store. I hear there's hurricanes out there in the world. You might need a nice hoodie to put on top of your head to protect yourself from the water. So you can get that merch at SuperheroSlate.com, slash, store. If you're a fan of the show, we love hearing from you. You can reach out to us uh, via email on our website. Uh, You can drop us a comment on YouTube. You can reply to us on Twitter. You can drop a comment on a Facebook post. We love hearing from you. If you agree with us, if you disagree with us, if you want us to talk about something on the show, mm-hmm. just reach out. Say hi. We love hearing from you. We yeah. see it all. We got the notifications turned on, people. That's we right. see whatever you say at all times. It's uh, it's my it's mind numbing. Yeah, we, we <laughs> we're, we're watching you. We're watching. You. Yeah, we're not exactly. We're not really uh, you. Uh, uh, but if you, if you're a super fan of the show, I think I brought this up last week. We're trying to uh, build our uh, build our own Noah's Ark type situation, fan club, uh, a spaceship yeah. that takes us away from this world in a cult like setting. You have to have wanna, a card if, as well. Yeah, if you want to if you want to be a part of this majestic ascendance to uh, trans transgental. I don't know what I'm going you, for. You're out of words. Just wrap it up, buddy. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going for here. If you want to be a super fan of the show, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we'll be here every week for your internal salvation. Yes, whatever he said. We'll Woo! catch you guys I'm starting next. A, I'm starting a religion sl- at slowly at the end of every episode. Yeah, al- almost 200 episodes in, and we've decided we're going for religion status. So <laughs> those tax Ta- write-offs. Tax-free, baby. That's right. All right, well, we'll catch you guys next week. All right, bye, everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe! I would love to be able to print my own vinyl stickers. That'd be so cool.